0: here we go people of radio and audio land i'm going to introduce you to my best friend amanda hansen want to be on top or bottom
1: bottom there we go (laughs) i am amanda hansen and welcome to the women disrupted podcast I like to use the word disruption to describe a change that displaces or replaces the status quo. In this podcast, I hope you'll be able to disrupt your thoughts, beliefs, and maybe even your life. I believe that disruption is good, even when it is hard. I will share tidbits of how myself and others have handled disruption, whether we have chosen it or the universe chose it for us. There will be debates on hot topics and stories of women who choose disruption to change their lives and the lives of others. Are you ready for a little disruption? Enjoy the ride. Welcome to today's episode where I bring on my friend, Amanda Bennett, who was on season one of the podcast. I think she was episode three where we talked about her disruption of relationships at the time and I've tasked her to come up with 20 questions to ask me so that we can just have a more fun and lighthearted episode and possibly a way for you guys to maybe get to know me a little bit better and her. (laughs) Anyway before we dive into the 20 questions Amanda and I do a deep dive into her newfound joy of TikTok and how That personalized algorithm has made her fall down the rabbit hole of self-discovery and finding the queer community and better understanding that community and herself um, as a late coming lesbian. We discussed more of the newer queer terminology for sex and also the queer life experience. And then she asks me the questions and we deep dive in what I've learned most as a parent and what we both learned from raising two children both of us having neurodivergent kids and who've both dealt with um, some obsessive compulsive disorders. So we dive into that and how she was inspired by my son and that's helped her as a parent raising her own son. So anyway, it's a great episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay. Okay. We are recording an episode, season two. I don't know which number this is going to be. (laughs) So surprise when it arrives in season two. I have a guest who was on season one, my best friend, Amanda Bennett. She was on episode three. Yeah. I forget what the episode was called.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think it was
1: called Disrupting relationships
0: or i don't remember what it was called essentially to summarize said episode was like this you know lovely lady yours truly who decides that after working years with amanda in the closet life is a lot better coming out of the fucking closet <laughs> <laughs> that summarizes that episode for more information <laughs> check back on women disrupted season one episode three <laughs> you don't hear my voice you've got the wrong episode
1: so, Amanda and I were just having some drinks. I asked her to do this episode because I thought it would be fun to do like a 20 questions, but I answer the questions. There um, may be
0: more than 20. What? There may be more than 20. I mean, people really want to get to know you. <laughs> I don't, maybe they don't. Anyway,
1: so I reached out to her. She's like, of course. And so she's like, we'll do drinks. So we're having a drink.
0: I'm having my gin, soda, water, and lime. Amanda, what are you drinking? I'm I'm drinking my dairy-free Baileys in my chocolate almond milk. And I know you can't see us, but I'm drinking it out of my Golden Girls mug, which just makes me that much cooler on a Friday night. <laughs> um, before we dive into the questions,
1: I, I want to I want to talk about something that's happened recently in your life.
0: This new love of yours called TikTok. Oh God. People, I I, I work in grade eight, and all these kids, and my kid included, kept saying, Hey, Miss Bennett, you get TikTok? Miss Bennett, you get TikTok? And I was like, No, I don't even need that. I don't even know what it is. And and for so long, I wouldn't get it. And they'd all come in and ask me, Did you see this video? And They're trying to show me these dances, which I had no idea what they were doing. It looked like they were trying to do the chicken dance most of the time, but like a really bad version. And then it happened. And if you've downloaded TikTok, um, particularly if you're a lesbian, because apparently Canadian lesbians have taken over TikTok and I have realized that. I I downloaded it and it was at that moment, probably at 1147 at night on a school night. (laughs) that I fell down the rabbit hole. And it was very deep and very, like, you know, never ending. And the next thing I know, I was like, I'll just check this out for 15 minutes. And it was 2.30 in the morning. I think you texted me the next day.
1: You're like, do you have TikTok? Yeah. You're like, do you know it's like dominated by Canadian lesbians? You're like, I'm learning terminology. I never
0: knew about lesbians. I had no idea. Uh, First off, one, when they said like Canadian lesbians were taking it over, like one, they were true. Like we breed them hot up here in Canada, I got to (laughs) say. And it's kind of funny now because a lot of the videos are like, we're trying to be your emotional support lesbian for the chaos down in America. (laughs) So there's a lot of...
1: So you guys are trying to like find somebody in the U.S. that you can be an
0: emotional support lesbian? Girl? Some of them are quite funny like we'll sit the the girls will sit there with like a toque on and their plaid shirt and their Canadian mittens and like they have this like a stack of resumes in front of them of people that want to come up and you know wife up or uh, <laughs> come up and we're offering you know like like Canadian emotional support friends and in relationships and you know, they'll look at the stack of resumes and they're like, oh, willing to go to Tim Hortons for your first date stamp. And it's like a can of uh Canada dry that they're stamping said things with and they're like Oh, that's awesome. Know. I'm Uh-oh. not creative
1: enough for TikTok. I oh, enjoy I- but I'm not cr- you're creative enough for TikTok. So thing is, Amanda's been one of my closest friends. I was actually trying to think about it before I call. I'm like, it's probably been fifteen, yeah. probably about fifteen, yeah. almost fifteen years. And Amanda's also like my unprofessional <laughs> photographer. Yes. She's we'll also professional. Yeah. And I'm not saying you don't take good pictures, but it's just like, you're not a professional photographer. No. And she's the one I go to, I'm like, Amanda, I need to make this video for some kind of like promotion I'm doing. I need you to be in it <laughs> Yeah. or Amanda, I need you to be my Guinea pig or Amanda. Here is this thing that I wrote. I need you to read it over and give you one. Yeah.
0: Or she's like, I need to do, hey, I'm getting these shoes and I need to photograph them. I have no idea what to do. And then I'm like, on it. And then I show up with my bag of props and supplies. Yes. And I get to boss her around and be the creative director. And it's like my favorite part of the day. <laughs> okay. So you no, love TikTok. So I go and- to this TikTok and I'm like, Huh. And I'm going through like, okay, first, I didn't even know there was two different pages. I didn't understand there was a for you page of just things that are like in like interest and then a following page. So the people that you follow. So I, I did understand that after a little bit. And then I, I, I'm looking through and I'm like noticing hashtags on the bottom. I'm like, oh, what are these? So this is when I realized one, I'm friggin' old. Because I'm sitting there with a Google page open and a TikTok page open because I had to go Google the hashtags because I didn't know what half of them meant. And right. I was really trying to figure them out. And I'm like, okay, okay, this I can do this. So there was ones like uh L C L and it was like late coming lesbians. And I was like, oh not that we, you know, it takes a long time to come. Like we're not late coming that way. It's just <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jane. <laughs> i'm so sorry james it's not it's not gonna be a surprise to him and uh but it was like there were so many women out there that didn't come out until later and it's not that they did like come out in a sense that they hid in the closet for so long and stuff even though that happens but there were so many women that were married to men for years and had children and had these families and either for one reason or another, the relationship wasn't working. And then they look back, they're like, Oh my God, like this is, this is crazy. Like I, either they just started dating women and got attracted to women or something, but it's, there's this whole community of it. And the thing is too, like I was saying, like there's, you know, the late coming lesbians and there's different, um, I don't know if it's like categorizations, but once I started going through I did quickly realize that I had a type okay what's your type um I really like so there's like femme Mm -hmm. is like you know yeah women that dress in really girly and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then there's mask which is Mm -hmm. women that dress really masculine and and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's like stud Mm -hmm. women that in stud and stem. So stem is like you're a kind of a, you, sometimes you dress stud, like dress in boy clothes that look nicer. Sometimes you dress in girl clothes or a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I really, I really like that look. I like the look of the girls in like that wear the beanies or the ball caps and the plaid or the, and the so jeans. you're uh, that type or you're attracted to that? Type? I'm, I'm very much attracted to that type. Okay. Yeah. Do you way more of you your type? Do I? Do you identify with any specific type? Um, I don't think so. Like, because there's sometimes that I'll like, you know, there's a lot of times that I'll not really like. I don't really consider like what I wear around the house because I'll wear like sweatpants and a hoodie or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there's times that I want to go out and I'm in my, you know, like I've got my a. Uh, um, more girly clothes on I guess Mm -hmm. like my hair will be done I'll have jewelry on and you know a blazer and a nice shirt or something like that but then there's times that I go out and I've got my jeans on my plaid shirt and a beanie on or something so for me it's I guess that would be like stem like either or like I kind of go back not that you have to identify I was just curious. yeah but it it wasn't until I started looking like that another thing I didn't know Mm -hmm. is that the top bottom and switch I had no idea what that was. Okay, what's that? I'm not a lesbian, so right. me. Right, so I will inform you. It was really cool. I had no idea it was a thing. So a uh, top mm-hmm. is a person that would be like more dominant and all that kind of stuff. And then a bottom is a person that's like more submissive or something. And then there is the switch. So the pers- a person that switches roles, like you're not that, always- That you can be either or. Yeah, either or. So there's kind of like this thing I would watch and they'd be like, um, like either the, put the finger down, like put a finger down. If you've one of these things right, yeah. or like you do your preferences type thing. So there was one that where they're like, do you pre, do you prefer to dress in boys clothes or girls clothes? And they'll say, and they're like, okay, do you prefer a girl that dresses boys in clothes and girls clothes? And then do you prefer a top or a bottom or a switch? And, and majority that I've seen, I've only seen literally like one or two person that has a preference of like a bottom or something. Most say the switch. And then it's funny because the person will ask, and I think it's a straight girl asking the questions, and she's like, Do you um, do you believe that there's actually a top or bottom or switch? And everyone's like, Oh yes, absolutely. So when you think do you did you see that in your past relationships? Um not really in the past, but in like maybe like in my relationships with the girls. Yes. That's sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yep. And uh and then, and they'll even say which one question I thought was really like interesting. they said, I, and this girl was like, I have to know the answer. Like when you go out in public, how do you, ca- what is the one tell that you have when you look at someone else and you're like, that person's gay or that person's a lesbian. And some of the girls are like, I have no idea. Like my gay gaydar is broken. And a lot of the other ones are just like fashion. And I'm like huh like those like they'll look and like okay especially if a girl dresses like in stud form or something like that or stem mask or anything or stem but yeah it's crazy though it's a whole new world and the thing is too like I don't necessarily have I don't have a lot of friends that are gay or lesbian Mm -hmm. I have a few that I'm that I'm really good friends with and and then there was times when I would go to like um, social events with my friends where Um, we'll go to their football game that they're playing in or something. And I mean, I grew up playing hockey and it wasn't really a thing. We knew a lot of people on the team were gay or something, but nobody, it wasn't like everyone was out with it and everything. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I kind of stopped playing hockey when I got pregnant with Chase and he's 11 now. But now I go back to my, with my friends to the games and it's like, man, like if now on um, a lot of the games that we go to that my friends are on, it's like, If you're straight, you're in the minority. Okay. (laughs) On the football team, like on the football teams or the hockey teams and stuff that we hang out with friends. And chances are it was like that way when we were younger too, but not everybody was. was, was
1: Yeah.
0: And I was talking to my friend, one of my really good friends, we've been friends since high school, and she is straight and, you know, she manages her football team and everything like that. And I'm like, like, it's kind of like when you look at it, like you are the minority if you are straight she goes yeah you're telling me she goes my whole football team there's only two of us that are straight and I was like yeah so but when I was with hanging out with those girls it was like a different feeling of like belonging and unity and all that kind of stuff and you know I have a few friends here and stuff that I hang out with and but it was like weird because all of a sudden you're in like this world of online social media and you have you don't know these people and all of a sudden you feel like you're in this community and mm-hmm. stuff with them again and commenting and it is funny because you feel represented
1: or you feel like you you feel seen you feel heard yep you feel understood and you're also learning at the same time
0: yeah yeah and it's almost like you feel like acknowledged and mm-hmm. like belong. like you know what mm-hmm. This is where you're supposed to be. And this is who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like, stop worrying about all the other crap that's going on or anything else that you've been through and stuff. And do you and think, is- you might not be able to answer this, but
1: I'm curious because you said, you know, the late, what was it? The late, like late coming lesbians, late and coming lesbians. And, and that, that could just be exactly what it is. Like there could be yeah. so many reasons to why it happened, but I am curious if a lot of it is because as women were very pressured to like have the children. Yeah. Right, and, and to live a certain way. And this is yep. the norm and we're not really shown or exposed like you and I live in East Coast, Canada. Yep. Where there's definitely diversity here, but it's n- like, it's still not the norm. Like right. at least when we were growing up, you see oh, it yeah. definitely now more in the younger generation, but not when we were growing up. So we weren't models that there's another way to live, another way to have relationships, another way to love. Right. Um, and I'm so curious, like, and you probably wouldn't be able to answer it, but it's like, do you think if. do you think, you know, your path is your path. You don't need to analyze it. Yeah. But do you think if you were shown that there was an alternative way that maybe you would have chosen an alternative way, like maybe you wouldn't have gotten married
0: to a man or dated men or, um, it's funny because <laughs> one of these Trends that I keep seeing on is especially I find a lot of people that were already married to men for a, a good amount of time and they mm-hmm. already did that life and had that and they all say the same thing like it was just who we are we grew up and you know, there is, there's so many people that are hundred percent like, yes, you know what? I knew from a very young age that I was gay or that I was a lesbian mm-hmm. and there was no way around it. And I have a few friends that are like that, even though, you know, maybe they didn't come out till later or they came out early and it didn't matter. Like, but they knew at a very young age. And then there's other um, girls that did have that were married to men or whatever for, for a while or, And then all of a sudden they come out and like, you know what? And there's this, one of these trends is like, there's always a picture from when you were younger that should have told everybody right then, like, oh my gosh, look at her. Or you look back at these moments. And the more I get looking at like just different pictures and funny that funny enough, a friend of mine sent me today, she is away in Newfoundland and we all just had our like mini 20th high school reunion in the summertime, and it was literally during COVID. So, there's like a few of us at a friend's house, uh-huh. but we still have a group chat going. And a friend of mine found all these pictures of us in, in middle school, junior high, and she sent them all to us today. And there's a group chat, and we were dying looking at them because I mean, these are from the mid 90s. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at these pictures, and I was like, Holy shit, why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> And one of them was really funny because it was like, Amanda Shay loves, and it listed like all of these guy names. And they were all guys that like a lot of the girls and stuff had crushes on. And I looked at it, I was like, guys, if you look at that, it makes me look like I was some sort of slut or something. But then in fine writing on the side, the girls all started laughing. Cause they're like, you didn't look at the side on the writing on the side, it says none of this is true. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, it was so funny. And I was like, oh, man. And I mean, like looking back, it was like one comment that really stood out to me that a girl had said, and it it was kind of like one of those moments like, oh my God, I, I get that. And she was like, I would go to the gym or I would go out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and there were certain women's bodies that I loved. hmm and that I thought were beautiful and everything else. And she goes, and I used to think it was just because when I was working out or when I wasn't the weight, I wanted to, it was like, no, I like that body because that's how I want to look I, that's right. why I like that body. Mm-hmm. I want to like, I want, I want my ass to look like her ass or my boobs oh. to look like her boobs. And she was like, no, I was just really fucking attracted to her. <laughs> and I didn't even know what I was feeling. And I was like, damn, that is so
1: right. <laughs> So it's funny. And so our first episode, like on season one, we were talking about kind of like, cause it was, it was months after you came out, but it was still kind of fairly fresh. It was more fresh (laughs) than it is now. And I said to you, like, when you first told me, I was like, of course I was shocked because like, I didn't, there was no indication ever.
0: Right. And, oh, I fucked myself like it wasn't everyone right. it wasn't just my friends and family it was me going holy shit
1: <laughs> right
0: but and so of course
1: it shocked me but i remember saying to you about like at the same time like out of anybody it wouldn't have shocked. like it, it shocked me the least there was definitely there would definitely be more friends that if they told me i would have been like hell no <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so now i mean and well, even your mom was the same way. Like your mom yeah. was, like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Not <laughs> that, it, just that it's just that I was always just a very, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is anyway. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, I wanted to
1: give kind of a little update because the last time we chatted, you were in your second relationship with a woman, but you are yeah. now single, unless you're, there's a relationship that you haven't told me about because you're famous for that. You're Am famous. I, you are I, so famous. For like making this big drastic life decision and then like not that you have to like get my permission or tell me before but I'm like you're like oh hey I'm living with this woman yeah I do <laughs> I do that. that I just wanted to tell you and I'm like where the hell did this come from there was no like lead
0: up but I mean that's just you you're all okay. in or you're so not I know that's it's a lesbian thing too it's called you hauling What? yeah okay this is legit funny it's hilarious and it really makes me laugh they always say that lesbians like u-haul and i was like what the hell does that mean and they're like yeah i know usually like lesbians start dating and stuff it's like first or second date like okay you want to move in now like should we book the u-haul like we're gonna live together now (laughs) okay because well that's what you did with your
1: ex-husband and i i didn't know you when you first met your ex-husband but I knew that you're like, you told me the story. Like you met him at a bar. You went home with him that night and he basically never left.
0: That wouldn't happen.
1: And then the first woman you were with, you told me, I think like a month after it happened. And but then, we, didn't,
0: we didn't live together.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah. And then your second girlfriend, it was definitely after you started dating her. You're like, oh, by the way, I'm dating this chick. And I think at that point she was probably living with you. Maybe. <laughs> So
0: I where, think what is your current like,
1: status? Are you actually single? Because I will no, never the know.
0: The relationship I have right now is like with all these lovely, like far away people on TikTok. Like, you know, I like they're beautiful and they're gorgeous and they're hot and in my mind, like you could create Your girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Someone else said that too. They're like, Oh, people in my own city. Nope. Not in relationships with them. People that are emotionally available. Nope. Not in relationships with them. People that are 5,000 miles away in the opposite end of the country and unattainable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you hauling is a term. It's, it's, it's legit a term. So there's that too. Like, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for the update.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you're the only, and you consider yourself a let. You identify as a lesbian. Yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't before, and, and not that we have no. to put a label on it. I'm just. Yeah. Well, they always say not that that needs... like defines you. I guess you're hey. my only friend that is a lesbian.
0: I know, but they always say everybody needs a gay best friend. <laughs> 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 I just happen to be yours in other aspects. <laughs> okay. Let's dive in.
1: Okay. I'm really curious. I have no idea what questions Amanda is going to ask me. No, she has no
0: idea. I'm, yeah. No yeah.
1: And what I'm curious is first off, like, will I surprise you? Because you know quite a bit about me. So first I'm curious as to whether there's going to be any surprises for you in, in any of these questions, or if you're going to really know all the answers.
0: Um, I, no, I think it's like 50, 50. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put like a bed on it or anything, but I mean, <laughs> if we ever get out of orange phase, you might have to buy me a drink or something, but I'm not going to make you put out. No. <laughs> <sighs> here we go. People of radio and audio land. I'm going to introduce you to my best friend, Amanda Hansen. What is your favorite thing to do outdoors? And indoors? Read. Okay. What is your idea of the perfect family night? And it has to be specifically night. (laughs) Okay. There, (laughs) Miss Logical. What is your perfect idea? What is your idea of the perfect family time? So that would be
1: being outside, whether it's going on a hike, snowshoeing, paddle boarding, canoeing, like something outdoors. And then we come back and have a nice meal or we go
0: to dinner um, and then we play a game, like a board game. This one does have to be specific. What is your idea of the best date night?
1: it always involves good food, like good food and me just goes with everything. So either like my husband has made me a really nice meal or we've gone out and had a really nice meal. Um, or maybe we've watched a movie or we've played a board game or that we've gone away. Like me and my husband just did the dome. Like we went went and went to that dome and it was amazing. It was amazing. Like so much fun. We had like a wood fired hot tub. We went on a hike.
0: Like, so anyway, those are amazing. And everybody always wants to go there, and the wait list is like ridiculously long. Yeah. So
1: it's more like it's nothing special or like fantastic. It's mostly like it involves good food, and I enjoy movies or board games. It doesn't need to be anything spectacular.
0: Okay. If money and schooling were no object, What would your career be? I would probably be a psychologist. Okay. What's your favorite childhood memory? Oh, I like that some of these questions, you actually have to think about them.
1: Childhood memory. It's funny. Most of my childhood memories are more of like, is there something bad happening? (laughs) or I got in really big trouble or they involve the police (laughs) or
0: are Are we gonna go there today I don't know no no I was just making a blanket statement
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh favorite memory geez I think the ones that stand out for me are probably like I have a big family on both sides like my mom and my dad's side Um, but I would say like on my mom's side, some of the, like some of the siblings were closer and they would always come home at Christmas. And there would always be like a lot of aunts and uncles and my cousins around. And I'm one of the oldest cousins. So I have a few that are close in my age. And so it was being able to hang out with cousins, my age. And I also have my cousin, Ryan, that he would come and stay like a month with us in the summer. So having him just kind of like having a buddy. All of the time. Um, Another one was we used to go to Lake Diggity Wash. We used to rent a cabin in Lake Diggity Wash and um, like spend a week there and it was right on a lake. Um, So yeah, I don't, I don't like nothing really like stuck out specific. Like there's yeah, nothing it isn't
0: something like being outdoors and hiking and, and canoeing isn't something just you and enjo- you and enjoy it's like your parents and everyone like your whole family enjoys that right, right. like
1: my dad my dad's an outdoors person oh, and absolutely. like we were like middle class lower middle class right like we yeah. weren't going on vacations I didn't go to Disney until I was late 30s like yeah yeah you know. <laughs> So when we took vacations, it was usually like visiting family or we were going canoeing or camping yep. or to a cabin. So, yeah.
0: What is something you learned from being a parent? Oh, fuck. Oh, that's so much. I think I
1: need to be, I think I need you to be more specific. Okay.
0: What is the biggest thing you've learned from being a parent? Like something you didn't expect your biggest lesson, I guess. Um, kids, all
1: that they really need from you is to know that they, they need to know that they have freedom Yeah, and that you trust them enough with that freedom and that if they make a mistake, it's okay. So instead of trying to protect them from mistakes or help them avoid making mistakes, you allow them to make the mistakes and then being there for them for the repercussions of it. I mean, within reason, I'm not gonna teach my child that they can't play in the middle of the road <laughs> yep. from learning by being hit by a car. Within reason, obviously there's boundaries within that. There's limitations, right? Like I wasn't going to give them enough freedom so that I know that they would actively harm themselves or put themselves in a really unsafe situation. But I was going to give them enough freedom to make their own choices, to listen to themselves, to trust themselves, and know that it is okay to make mistakes because that's the only way that that we learn. That I'm here to love you and support you, no matter
0: what. Yeah. So that's that was a really good like answer. Like I felt like we were on the red table talk for a minute. Like you like that was a good Jade Pinkett Smith answer right there. I liked it.
1: Yeah. So it's it is it's really important to me. But the biggest thing I think why that's important to me first off, a lot of it, that's how I was raised. You absolutely were. Um, and second of all, like my biggest personal value is freedom. Yeah. So it just totally makes sense that I'm going to be giving my kids freedom as well. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, so the, I like go, if I was to choose like a second thing, um, from parenting that, um, it's not really a lesson because like it actually has to do with like my training. Yep. Yeah as when I used to work with children with autism so we used Amanda and I used to work in behavior modification basically (laughs) behavioral analysis so I'm really good at analyzing assessing and changing behaviors so as a parent like the I don't have to punish my kids like I'm not saying that there's never any kind of consequences but I don't like ground them. I don't yep. time out. And yep. the biggest thing is, is that I've taught them freedom and boundaries, but I follow through. I make it very clear what I expect from them and that they know that I'm going to follow through with whatever yep. I say. So I don't threaten. I inform. Yeah. And when I inform and I tell them that, you know, you need to do this and then this is what's going to happen afterwards. I'm always going to follow through. I will never tell them anything that I'm not willing to actually do. So I never, ever threatened because I'm, I know it's in my training automatically. And so because of that, I mean, I think I've also birthed really good kids. Like, I think part of it is just
0: like, luck. you do have really good kids. And (laughs) I will say like knowing, so knowing you for, you know, almost 15 years, James was very little Mm -hmm. when we met. I mean, James was like, what, seven, six or seven years old when we met.
1: He was actually probably more six, yeah, because it probably was a year after I separated from his dad, and he was five, yeah, it was
0: mm-hmm. and just i I remember when James graduated, it was just for me, like even though he's not my son, uh-huh. it was like very um it was very rewarding, but very like emotional, I found too, for me, because um man, he is one hell of a kid yeah and he's you know he struggled with things growing up as well and mm-hmm. stuff too with school or anything like that but it's like anything that chase was struggling with as a kid when he was younger you know you always had something like okay like you know when when james struggled with this and i remember it was like fierce like they mm-hmm. both had these the crazy obsessive fears thoughts. about so many things and There was always these little ways to get through it. And I will honestly tell you, I always, I kept telling myself because there was a lot of troubles with Chase when he was Mm -hmm. younger and stuff growing up. And it hasn't been in like, I want to say these last few months, he's had like a huge maturity shift Mm -hmm. and You know, he like where we do this workout program and stuff now. He's like, Yeah, mom, I got it. And he's like, high five. And his wit is coming. Like, he's so friggin' witty. And there's many times I'm driving in the car with him and I literally lose it laughing because of stuff that he says. And he comes by it honestly. I mean, both his dad and I are pretty witty and funny and stuff. But I remember I could just kept thinking, like, I mean, there was times like before he had a lot of diagnosis. I remember like he had this picked up this friggin' clock and like whipped it at my head because he was so frustrated with things and there was furniture like flying at a point and stuff and when he had all these like phobias and fears and stuff and I would talk to you about it and you would give me these like solutions and ideas and stuff with it and the more I watched James grow and get through all the obstacles that he mm-hmm. had and the more I watched him mature and the more I watched him become into his own and the person Mm -hmm. he is today um it was very reassuring for me yeah and he's my god he's such a good kid he Mm -hmm. is such a good young man and it's like just watching him go through all that and like become the person he is today like when he did graduate like I was just like man like it was so like it was really like rewarding for me it gave you
1: hope because both of our children are not neurotypical no right and so it gave you it it, that's so not having children that aren't neurotypical it's so like what is what can happen like what does this mean right yeah and you and i a lot of non-neurotypical kids were kept from us yeah and, you know, we both went into fields where that was mainly who we worked yep. with. And so we, and it's, we
0: could and it's still, and it's, and it is different too. working with those kids every day and having one of your mm-hmm. own. And mm-hmm. I always said to like, you know, being a parent has made me better at my job, but mm-hmm. having that background made me a better parent. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you, you'd go out in public and be like, if you don't, if you see parents like screaming and yelling at their kids in public and I just cringe and, you know, you see these parents like, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to do this or whatever and everything else. And they never follow through because they just think threats work. And I was that mom that, you know, when I told Chase where i never forget, we're in Canadian tire one time and Chase was flipping out over a freaking Nerf gun. And my mom was in front of me with her stuff. And I had a stuff in, in behind her on the little conveyor belt or whatever. And there was an older man behind me and he would not stop. And Chase was never really a small kid. And I was like, okay, I said, mom, here's my bank card, gave her my PIN number. I didn't say anything to him. I picked him up and I carried him out of the store and I put him in the car and I shut the door and I sat in the front seat and I didn't say a word to him. And then finally he settled down and stuff. And then mom came out and got in the car and she said, you know what that man said behind me and behind you? And I was like, what? He looked at my mom. He goes, you know what? He goes most people don't actually do that. He goes, she handled that really well. Mom's like, she's got a lot of experience working with kids. Right. I mean,
1: we, we would work with kids that would beat us up and we had to keep oh, a neutral pace, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's can be scary when your child isn't neurotypical and you don't know what is in their future. And so it, I can absolutely see how that would give you some reassurance and hope. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we're, we benefit from our our experience and our training—that setting clear boundaries for our children, like they need that. They they'll fight it, but they actually want oh, it and they need it. And so yes, I do think I was blessed with very two children, but I also think my parenting style on has helped has helped as yeah. well. And and I, I and it's not because it's like I'm a better parent. It's just I'm fortunate to have yeah. gotten really great training.
0: Yeah, and I think it's different too because there are certain things like we. We also have a different understanding of why behavior occurs. Exactly. Like there's always a reason yeah. for everything. But you know, yeah. kids just don't wake up in the morning and be like, "Hey, you know, not I'm a bad kids. Be, They're yeah, not I'm bad. "Yeah, I be a yeah. bad kid today or how can I ruin so and so's life today or how can I go to school and make it a rough day for my teacher?" No, that's yeah. not in there's them. There's
1: so much that goes on behind
0: that. Right. So having that understanding is different yeah. too, but yeah. anyways. All right. I think I answered your question. Yeah, I think we answered this is a, a good lot. one. Thank you. What is something that you have, what is the biggest thing you've taken away from being an entrepreneur? Oh, yeah. (sighs) Um,
1: you know, it's funny. So I always thought I was a pretty self-confident person Mm -hmm. until I became an entrepreneur. And then for like, you know, the first year I had lots of doubts and insecurities, but like the excitement kind of outweighed it. Yes. Cause it was like, it was almost like an experiment. I didn't feel yeah. like I was like, I was obviously all in, but it was like, if this doesn't work, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, you were all in. Cause you had quit your other job and everything. Right. I, know, was like, I was all in, but it was like, this is just a year of
1: my life. It doesn't work. It's not, the, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And then it worked out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm in year two. And that's where I got messed up. <laughs> that's when I was like, I wanted to learn. I want to grow. Like I'm a high achieving person. And so this yep. is where I got messed up is I was like high achieving. I want to do all the things. I want to learn all the things I was learning from everybody else. And I got lost. I got lost on, on what I should look like, who I should be, how I should be, how I should grow my business, how I should run my business. Because I thought there was a right way to do it.
0: And I think that was a year too that you, um, you, the whole time you've always been a very confident person, and that was Mm -hmm. one thing I've always always admired about you is you, you know, they say some people just walk tall. Like aside from being tall, you always (laughs) walked tall, whether you were in sneakers or whatever, you always walked tall. But you were always a very very confident person in all of your abilities, and when you started becoming an entrepreneur, it was the only time that I've, you've ever, that I've ever had, like heard panic from you, like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. What am I doing? Like, what if this doesn't work? And in the second year, just like you said, you had all those questions, but because you are a high achiever and you try to do everything, you started not just seeing who you could be and all that stuff too. I remember you were trying to do so many different parts of your business. You were trying Mm -hmm. to like, try to have like, you know, this I did everything things. I did. I probably did too much too soon. Yeah. And you know, cause that's where your end goal was. Yeah. And then you have an end goal and you want it now. <laughs> yep. I do. I'm not very patient like at yeah. all,
1: but I've had to learn that. So right. let's going back. So I lost myself along the way. And I guess the biggest thing, even though I've always been a confident person, I've never felt as now, like I trust myself and I, now I feel like I am fully able to be me within reason, right? Like I yeah. think there, there's always still some self doubt and there's still some questioning and I, I don't think I have fully shown exactly who I am and how I want to be yet. It's a, it's, it's coming um, because like I'm an Enneagram eight. So I have a really hard time with vulnerability <laughs> and feeling safe. So I want to show up fully as me, but it also feels really unsafe so I'm always balancing of like, I need to be me. I need to make impact. That's part of my personality being an Enneagram eight, but I also need to feel safe and not vulnerable. So I'm kind of always balancing those two opposing yeah. feelings. But if anything, now I fully, it's like, I don't give a shit when anybody else tells me what to do. Like I've, I've also learned my human design and that I'm in a manifestor. So a manifestors are the ones like, we are here to initiate. We are here to show a path in a way and that it's different and so now I've, I've just have so much more trust in myself and that whatever way I go is the right way. Like it's yeah. nobody, I don't need to pay attention. I mean, I can engage with professionals to teach me a specific skill that I don't have. Absolutely. But nobody gets to tell me what kind of business, how much money I need to make a month, how much I need to charge, who I need to work with, how I need to show up on social media, yeah. how I need to look. So if anything, what I've gotten from it is that I can take risks, which I would mm-hmm. never would have said, I'm a, I'm a fairly, I was always a fairly risk aversive person. Oh, absolutely. Um, which like, doesn't make sense because like I'm a freaking resilient person, but mine was around
0: money. <laughs> but I think it's because you always needed that stability. You yeah. I this, but being a mom at yeah. 21, stability yeah. was really high. Right. And I think that was
1: a big part of yours too. So yeah. And so, yeah, the biggest thing is is building my self confidence, building my resiliency, trusting myself, loving myself more. I guess the other thing is that this is not mostly about being an entrepreneur, but being in the field that I am, being a, a style coach. Is that I never hated my body, like I never was somebody that I fa- I think would typically describe as struggling with my
0: body image. Um, but I like. I hated my birthmark. I was just going to say though, you, there was the one part of your body that you always hated and it was your birthmark. You would never wear the short bathing suit bottoms. You wouldn't wear the short shorts and, and kind of challenging that belief and why I did
1: opened up a whole new world to me. And that I think has had being able to fully accept yourself in every form and still love and be kind to yourself and every version of you is an extremely powerful gift to give yourself. And it will bleed into every aspect of your life. So that was the other thing that I just being in this field has taught me.
0: One of the biggest things that I've noticed change in you since you've been an entrepreneur and started your own business is before people would say, Oh, like, who are you? What do you do? And you'd be like, Oh, I'm Amanda. I'm a mom. And I work as a, you know, clinical supervisor and I have a passion for this. And it's like, yes, you learned a lot about yourself for your business, Mm -hmm. but even in the last couple of minutes, the things that you've said, oh, I'm an anagram aide, and I'm a manifester and all this, like you would have never said that years ago (laughs) because one, you never would, it wouldn't have even occurred to you to be like, oh, I'm an anagram aide. you You'd be like, no, I'm like, you know, a friggin' whatever your title is, but in that process of you trying to be better at your job, yeah. you have learned so much more about yourself. Right. And that has obviously helped you in your job, but it's helped you in so many aspects of oh. your life too. Like when you're talking right. to me, you're like, oh, I did this thing and I know I'm an anagramine and I'm a manifester and I'm, and I'm this and I'm this. And it's like, yeah. So those are so many other ways that you describe yourself now and that you understand yourself. So I think that mm-hmm. that's. Been yeah, big that's thing.
1: a that is a good point and a lot of entrepreneurs say that that once you go into that entrepreneur world it's like personal development on speed. Yeah. If you want if you want to succeed, whatever yeah. I'm in quotation succeed whatever success means to you
0: yeah. and if you
1: want to continue on the path, the only way to grow, like seriously, like you want to grow your business, you have to grow yourself first. Yeah. Because any obstacles you come across, most times it's the obstacles you put on yourself and it's beliefs right. and thoughts that you have that or hindering yep. you. So if you want to progress and that's why I ended up joining a business mastermind last year it was because I recognized it. I'm like, yep. I am getting in my own way and I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> yep. And I need to fix this. And so that's why I spent $10,000 to go to
0: business mastermind and fix that shit. And I did. <laughs> yep. and, and it's like, you, you know, you always, there was some, like when you were going into the suspect and stuff, like into this job and everything you did, you had little bit some self doubt and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and it's like you really had to do all that to find out who you really were yeah and I remember you saying to me like because there was different things that I started over the years or different business ways that I went to or you know even just applying for my master's or Mm -hmm. doing any of this stuff and I remember saying you like it feels like I'm terrified. I'm so scared to do this. And you said to me, and it sticks and I use it in so many like other phrases and stuff now. And you said that often the best things come from the scariest moments. Yeah. And that's been something that I think you found out through this process. Um, because before you craved so much stability and stuff that you mm-hmm. wouldn't have ventured out and did this. So I no, think- and, and I wouldn't have done it. Like if I hadn't have married my husband, Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, well that leads to I don't my think I would. What, the
1: what is something question?
0: that you've taken it the biggest thing you've taken away as a wife?
1: So you know what <laughs> one of them is that I feel like I married my dad. <laughs> oh yeah, I can they always say ever a, a girl marries the person like their dad. So like they're obviously they're very different in many aspects, but temperament wise they're very similar. Yep. And so I don't know if that, that does not answer your question, but I, I definitely chose a man that was very kind and very supportive and gave me freedom, which was all that I needed. But, you know, and I, and I got to choose him to be the father of my child. And this is not a diss towards the father of my son, but like my son was an accident. <laughs> but it was it was different to be able to like meet not me because I've known Ryan since we were in high school but it was like to be with him and actively say like I want to yeah. have a baby with you so that was pretty amazing because I knew he would be an amazing father and he is yeah. He is again that's why it's like I married my dad
0: because like, he's yeah. just Ryan's just such an amazing well, father your dad right? is such a family man yeah and, and my dad's and an Ryan amazing father yeah but your and, dad is very much too like you're, you know, it's, you're really close with both your parents too, mm-hmm. but it's just that, you know, the really like relationship with your dad and stuff like dad's mm-hmm. girl and Ellie yeah. is very much <laughs>
1: my, my
0: dad's little girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, Ellie is too, which is, it's cute. Yeah. I love it. So I guess,
1: yeah, that the other thing is, is I would, I would not be where I'm at. So when I gave up on my career of being a clinical supervisor, I chose to work for my husband. And that was the start of the path here because I did that because I was burnt out. Yeah. So I needed like reprieve. I needed not to re- be responsible for another human's be- human being. Yeah. <laughs> and I needed to work less. And and so it gave me that. And it wasn't until I saw him, you know, in his prime of being an entrepreneur, because my husband's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then seeing him graduate from this entrepreneur program called the Wallace McCain Institute. And that was the first time I ever had the idea. I want to do something of my own. And it was him always supporting me every, every decision, every thought, everything I ever want to do. He's always like, yeah, I trust right. you. I'm do here it. for you. Do yeah. it. Like we will make it happen. Yeah. And there, and so when I decided to start this business, he helped me get it started when I wanted to quit. He wouldn't let me when I was, yeah. When he was trying to have sex with me and i would have meltdowns instead he would help me figure it out <laughs> like literally last year i was like near like my wits end and he tried to have sex and i would like literally like burst into tears <laughs> i'm like i can't because i feel like i'm the worst entrepreneur ever i suck at my job and anyway he has always dug me out of the hole, helped me problem solve, give me the confidence. Like when I didn't have the confidence, his confidence in me gave me the confidence. Yeah. And so, yeah, having the, the unconditional love and unconditional support from him has helped me be a better person.
0: I love it. All right. What is something you always wanted to try, but you were afraid of?
1: it's going to foreign countries yep i'm so i feel i have a really hard time it's funny cuz i was officially bilingual at one point but i don't have an ear for um accents so i get really frustrated when i can't communicate or i don't understand people like that's why i don't like babies <laughs> It's seriously, baby stressed me the fuck out because it's like, I don't understand you. I don't know what you need. And I don't
0: know how to help you. Why can't you just tell me you shit yourself? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we're doing
1: this. <laughs> Use your words. <laughs> so, so there's there's the barrier with communication that stresses yeah. me out. And then it's the fear of not understanding their laws. Like I have this huge fear of like getting thrown in jail in a foreign country or being attacked or robbed or because like I'm, I'm a foreigner or being targeted. Like there's a fear there. I have a very strong will to live. It's why I will never jump out of a plane. It's why I barely I like, I won't even jump off a deck. Like, like yeah. just, I have a very strong will to live. And so I don't, it just seems risky to me. And, but at the same time, like it drives me crazy because I feel like I'm really limiting my life. I'm limiting my experience. I'm not bringing enough diversity and culture and experience in my life. So I want to do it, but I want to do it in like the safest way possible. Like I want to do it with a group of people where there's an interpreter and can, somebody can
0: tell me where to go. So I don't get lost in their woods. just take some visuals like bathroom. Where is your, no, am I in jail? That answer actually did surprise me from and, you. And, yeah. And I, and I don't want to poop in a hole. Like I
1: will poop outdoors in the woods, but it's like, I don't want to squat where other people, like there's just, there's some foreign countries that their are their, their way of living is very different than ours.
0: Yep. <laughs> anyway. So that's, that's yeah, that's my answer. Cool. That's a good one. Um, what is a piece of advice or something that your current self would give to your 20 or 30 year old self
1: you know it's funny i've thought of this before and there's really nothing there there's really nothing because like i don't regret anything i think my path was my path for a reason I'm here where I am today and I'm very happy. So I, like, I wouldn't want to change anything. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like, I've always been a fairly, like, confident person. I think the only thing, don't date that fireman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So side note. I'm reading my questions and I just grabbed them out of my bag to read them. And I just realized I read all of page two and I forgot to start on page one, (laughs) which was like, Hey, how old are you? What's your sign? What's your favorite color? Okay. Well, we uh,
1: don't have to go through all those unless there's really one in there that you really Yeah, no,
0: it's okay. I got, I got more. Yep. Okay. Um, what is your favorite band? Um... I've got
1: three. Okay, Radiohead. Yes, Pink Floyd,
0: and um, Fleetwood Mac. Yep. Your favorite musician?
1: Madonna. I know. Like she's. I mean, not not recent. Not that she, I don't think she's putting anything out recent. Like. I stopped enjoying her music um, right around like 98, 97, like the light, that light album, Mm -hmm. I forget what it was called, anything after that.
0: You've always loved it. Oh yeah, I've been,
1: she was my idol. Like she is still like one of my idols, admire. I admire people who disrupt the status quo, who shock people, who move the needle forward, more specifically for women, and she did, she did all of that. Yeah. And so she's been my idol as long as I can remember.
0: Yeah. And your favorite actor?
1: I don't really have favorite, like I don't really idolize people, whether sports. I mean, well, that's not true. Cause I love, I love Sidney Crosby and I did love Michael Big. Jordan. Yeah. Um, but there is an actor and it's like, he's, I love him do you think I can ever remember his name um, um you're googling it right now aren't you yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to google it um he was in that show I can't even remember
0: the name of the show this is what happens it's 10 o'clock at oh, night so her uh, guys her favorite actor is that guy from that show so I hope you were able to figure that part out
1: What is <laughs> was the show that I recommended to you on the apple I just watched it for a second second time the Ted Lasso one? Ted Lasso. Okay. The James main. The, Duke
0: is? Yes.
1: I'm really into him. This
0: is him. why we are best friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his nest, it's his last name that just
0: fucks me up. And so I don't oh. remember any of it. Cause we yeah. recommend a lot of shows to each other. Like we'll start yeah. watching a show and we have to text it to each other. Like, Oh, yeah. have you seen this one or this one. And
1: yeah. And Ted Lasso yeah. is definitely like, if there's that question, like that's one of my all-time favorite shows. I just watched it again for the second time. And yes, I'm really, into I haven't it.
0: watched it yet. However, I'm almost through, um, Bridgerton and I'm loving it. Oh, I finished that in two days it was crazy cuz i also finished virgin river very quickly yeah me too um which it's funny cuz i read that book series like about 10 years ago and a lot of people did not realize it was actually a book series before mm. a Netflix show um but we do have a lot of, of similarities and stuff that way with shows and stuff uh, another one is the history of swear words i heard a lot about that the last couple of days was like have you seen it no but it's on netflix okay i've heard it's awesome Okay. What is the best book you have ever read? Oh, I can't pick one.
1: I I'm going to say like the book that I love um and that sh- like surprised me the most was Pride and Prejudice. Yep. I had to read that in university and I was like, what's this bullshit like <laughs> ancient out of date book that I thought it was going to be anyway i i loved it like i love um jane austen's female leads like i love what they stand for because they're all about like disrupting the status quo of what you expect of women at that age so it's like it totally makes sense why i loved pride and prejudice um so yeah i'm just gonna stick with that one
0: good answer though um what is the? This is funny compared to the question you said earlier about traveling. But what is the favorite place that you have traveled to? California. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like I want to. I want to be. You'd a, like
0: to live there. Like at some yeah, place.
1: I want to like be a millionaire so that I can afford a place on the water. Like I love water. Like I love nature. I love outside. I love the woods. But I love to be near water, and I just I love the temperature. Like I'm a Canadian girl, I I will go outside and play in the snow. Yep. But I I am cold a lot. I have really bad circulation. I just want to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I love the food. Yeah, I just I loved it. It's not something I would like want to live there permanently. Um, yeah but yeah, I really... to like
0: Scotland and stuff as well, like different places. Oh, so I know. It's... And
1: it's funny, I guess yeah. maybe I picked California because it's the most recent. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I went to Scotland and Europe, God, it was 11 Chase years was ago baby because you brought back like, yeah, people. it was 11 years ago. I mean, I went to Paris for 24 hours and like, if there's any French people here i'm sorry but they're assholes like they're not very nice people so i didn't love the people in france but paris yeah. was like one of the most beautiful cities i had ever been to in my life and i love scotland but scotland felt like home like yeah. it looked like home and it almost felt like home yep. um so i did i loved it i loved all of it and i would go back in a heartbeat but i think yeah i picked california just cuz it was like probably the most recent thing
0: yeah it's funny because when you were saying like it looked like home and felt like home so there's a friend of mine she's a teacher and we got talking about places we've traveled and stuff and she went a couple years ago and her daughter was only like one or two when she and her husband went and they were doing Iceland and um Scotland and stuff in a couple places and she was like I literally wanted to cancel the rest of my trip to stay in Iceland more she said it was the environment it was how like slow the pace was and it wasn't crazy and busy. And she said it was the most stunning and beautiful place I've ever been to. And they just had a baby she's just back from mat leave and she's like we're literally planning another trip there like in the summer or whatever when we take the other one and she's like I just I would love to I can't wait to go back there right like I haven't yep. traveled that many places and I like I have
1: a huge list like I want to well, go to say, what, are the,
0: what are some of the places on your bucket list for travel? actually
1: like Iceland is one of those places yep. more recent because I've seen a few documentaries there and I'm like it's just it's gorgeous and they're really ahead in the times of um renewable energy yes they are so that is totally my jam um and i'd say hawaii and um new zealand are are on my list
0: yeah what's your favorite food and your favorite drink
1: bacon and gin
0: yep yep but if it's not gin it's water yes what's your favorite thing to cook
1: I don't think I have like a favorite thing to cook. I like making, experimenting with new recipes. Like it's almost like this looks really good. Now I'm gonna like create it and hopefully it tastes really amazing. Um, so I don't have like a favorite thing to cook cause I just like trying new recipes. I definitely like have my favorites and probably my longest running favorite
0: thing to cook right now is my, um, my Thai basil. Oh my pork. gosh. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things to eat ever. so it's it's easy it's tasty as hell and i've never made it myself but i've had it several several times from you (laughs) and like i cherish it every time like i try to make it last as long as i can and it never works because i want to eat all of it at once it is yeah it's so good yeah yeah all right if you could have any three people dead or alive to supper with you who would it be and why
1: it's hard because again like I said I don't idolize a whole lot of people and it doesn't even need to be idolized like who would you be I know but usually if you want to pick somebody it's because like you want to be around them for a reason yeah I always think like who would be like like would give you interesting conversation okay I know one and this might surprise you so I had a best friend in high school his name is Steve Hart yep um we were really really close and like I went to his prom with him um he when he graduated he was a year ahead of me when he graduated he moved to Calgary and when I was 19 I went out to go visit him um and then like the next year I got pregnant and then I had James and we completely lost touch and I have not heard from him since wow so there's been so many times in my life that I've thought about him. Like, where is he now? What is he doing? Because like, he's not on Facebook. He's like, I can't find him on social media. I would just love to know, like, what's he doing now? What has he done yeah. with his life? Kind of catch up with him. So that would be one person. Um, well, the next one obviously is, is Madonna. Like I just... I, when I first saw her in concert, I literally stood up and screamed on the top of my lungs. And this was before she even got on the stage. I could see her riding a bike behind the stage because I was to the side of the stage. And as soon as I saw her, I stood up and I'm like, oh my God, I can see her. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I literally lost my mind and I looked around and nobody else was standing up and screaming. It was just, me. so I, I have, I have to pick, I have to pick Madonna. Yep. Yeah um the third person
0: (sighs) probably like obama just because he i feel like he and michelle obama would be like that would be a really interesting time yeah like i i want to
1: know his thoughts on the state of the world right now and where like he would what he would like to see change and where we would go especially now that he's not the president and that he doesn't have to worry not that i well i'm assuming he probably had to like he can't just do and say whatever he wanted right like i would want to know like without filter like what would you change about
0: the state of our world right now where does it need to go what radically needs to happen and change yeah that's that's a good i I like that one because i think he i think both of them Hmm. um are really remarkable people Mm -hmm. and i think that it would be Mm -hmm. like crazy to spend time with them um let me see here okay this is my last open-ended question okay what is the most important piece of advice of advice that you would give to james and to ellie
1: Trust yourself and follow your own path.
0: I like it. All right. So these questions are like this or that style. Okay. I give you two options and you have to pick one. Okay. All right, ready? Paper book or audiobook? Uh paper. Okay. Early bird or night owl. Well, that has shifted. I'm an early bird now. You and used my whole to be the life, night owl. It was being a night owl because before you used to try to like you would call me or text me you'd be like are you awake because i was always in bed so early <laughs> right when you were just like getting your night started but if i wasn't a mom i would probably be a, a night hawk again yeah takeout or cook at home cook at home summer or winter summer concerts or movies movies spending or shopping <laughs> What? What? What's the difference between spending and shopping? Spending money. Oh, sorry, spending or saving. <laughs> My bad.
1: It's like, don't you need to spend money to shop?
0: Yeah, spend. unless you're a shoplifter, it's a completely different <laughs> spend. Coffee shop or bar? Coffee shop. Thai food or Chinese food? Thai. Cake or ice cream? Ice cream. Coffee or gin? Coffee pants or skirts pants housekeeper or chef housekeeper yep massages or pedicures massages ryan or madonna (laughs) (laughs) you see i already knew the answer to some of these questions that's why this (laughs) ryan batman or iron man batman Hey, you had to think longer on that one than <laughs> skiing or skating. Skiing. Okay. Camping or Airbnbs.
1: Airbnbs. Oh, I'm old. I know. I'm I'm spoiled now, but I mean, I love a good camping. But honestly, it's like I just want to do it once. <laughs>
0: okay. Shopping in stores or shopping online. In stores. Okay want to be on top or bottom bottom there we go <laughs> you kept it pretty clean
1: you could have you could have you well, could have you could have dug up some like deep
0: stuff and you you kept it pretty clean I, I totally that could be like a totally other ep- another episode though well you could have included it in this
1: but that's okay yeah. Maybe I, maybe we'll do it for season three Yes. we'll do
0: we'll do maybe x-rated version for season oh three. god we, yeah and um i'm gonna make sure i have a couple more drinks for that one too like, <laughs> i mean i don't know we clearly don't always need drinks for that kind of stuff either but <laughs> it was good though like because i was trying to think of like questions that i maybe didn't always know the answer to as mm-hmm. well and i really wanted to get because i really wanted to come up with some questions that you really had to think of the answers for
1: mm-hmm so did
0: anything shock you? you've mentioned a few times that something shocked you. I think that one of the one of the bit like ones I really didn't wouldn't have expected was the um the travel one mm. to the foreign countries and stuff. And when you were saying like the will to live like your biggest will to live, so you won't do anything like that. Like it's funny because you were like, I'm not gonna jump out of a plane or anything or jump off a deck. And it's like I remember I was 20, I did I jump when skydiving when I was like in my early 20s. However, I'm scared of heights and friggin' fell out of the plane parachute didn't open properly and landed on a pole and the pole had to come out of the ground for me to get my shoot around. Um, would I do it again now that I'm a mom? No, but I can it's something I can say I did. Um, See, knowing you, never
1: in a million years would I would suggest you jump on a plane because I know you. You would like there would be some some kind of mess up. Oh no, it was a whole fucking shit show. <laughs> I know, like that's yeah. you. That's what happens to you,
0: right? Um, and my mom knowing that, like I was going up, I was the only girl. I went with my boyfriend at the time in university, and I was the only girl with like five other guys and terrified of heights and I was like I will be damned if I'm the only one that doesn't doesn't jump out of that fucking plane being the girl like I am not going to do this and I told the guy and I was like look if I don't jump you have full permission to push me well didn't I freaking fall out of it He didn't have time to pull my pilot in time and all the other guys are on the ground they're looking up like her parachute isn't opening properly and I'm like waving frantically to try to get it to open and there's it, it was in Moncton there's like a lovely very massively large field that you were supposed to land in. And the guy was trying to direct me. Nope, there's a picture of me going like mouth wide open. John was hitting the ground of me flying over the cars in the parking lot oh to hit the Amanda. pole and my chute wrap around the pole. And my mom kept saying, You better call me as soon as you land. Well, we were all pumped that we did it and then got drunk. And I forgot to call my mom to tell her that I actually made it alive. And one of the girls had was jumping, and she, like, busted her legs are pretty bad. But she was from St. John, and she wanted to go to St. John, so my uncle was working at the hospital and gets a call: female skydiver coming in from Moncton. And he's like, "Oh man," (laughs) um, you know. And I agree. There's other things I wouldn't do, like you wouldn't catch me jumping off a deck and stuff now because I'd probably break my legs trying to do it or something. But (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. All right, that's interesting. That was the biggest shock, but. You again. You kept it pretty tame, so I I, I did
0: a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I, I think it's because there's still things that. Well, I mean, a lot of the things like on those other non-tame items, I know a lot of some of the answers to. However, right. there's still things that have recently gone on with you that we haven't chatted about yet. Like, I need more details on like the sex therapist and stuff. Okay. Right. Well. <laughs> so, there's that. I we haven't had that conversation and stuff yet, and I have so many questions. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna be probably having an
1: episode with her. So nice, yeah, good. Okay, lady. It's awesome. It's dirty. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: It's past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, it's Friday nights. I find I'm always in bed early, anyways, because I'm so exhausted from the week, and going back to work this week so the first week after Christmas with 29 13 year olds first week back after two weeks off first week back to school for me after two weeks off of school work um we go back in orange phase so you know that's just great when you work in the school system Uh and then with everything that was going on with you know the Moncton schools in our area and all that kind of stuff like this week was like kind of a I was pretty stressed this week but the kids that I have in my class, like I I have this group of kids that before, like it was a class that nobody wanted. Nobody wanted to cover. Nobody wanted to go into because they were a handful, like such a big handful. And this week they were actually like, they were really good. And the kids, like we've been getting a really good rapport with them and stuff. And the kids all love to joke with me and stuff. And today, like I have a reading group that I take and when I take kids to the other room to work, they like a lot of them like, well, can I go with Miss Bennett? Can I go with her? Can I do this? And, and it's so funny because even at 13, they'll be like, Oh, Miss Benny, you're the best EA we ever had or something like that. And it's just when, when you get that from them, like, it's pretty cool, like from that age. Yeah. And at one point today, the, te- <laughs> the teacher goes, okay, guys, we're going to do this project. We're going to do this work activity. And, um, He was like, I'm going to send a couple of you to go work with, uh, with Miss B down in the other room. So, and then the rest of you guys get to stay with me and do it. He's like, who wants to go with Miss B and the entire class, except for like three people put their hand up, Mm -hmm. all of them. So I looked at him and I was like, um, do you want to take a couple of people and go work down in the room? And I'll just stay here in the class with the rest of them. Uh (laughs) He was like, Oh, that hurts, Bennett. That hurts. I was like, (laughs) so it was kind of like a nice, good way to end the weekend stuff. So, well, I hope you have a relaxing weekend. Yes, i got to do some schoolwork and get caught up, but we'll get there.
1: Great. Thanks for doing this with me. They love you. They love you too. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to the Women Disrupted Podcast. Make sure you check out the show notes for any additional information or links about today's episode or guest. If you enjoyed today's episode, then hit the subscribe button and make sure you get all the latest episodes. Also, if you feel that anyone could benefit from this episode, then please share it or give it a review. The Women Disrupted Podcast is sponsored by Simply Stylish, Inc. and produced by James Higgins Productions. Stay disrupted, ladies.